You are listening to Critical Mass, Coast to Coast Radio Show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard exclusively live here on Internet Radio Station OCTalkRadio.net, spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning. If you're listening to the show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening live during our broadcast times, and all of those times are West Coast times here in the United States. Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show is brought to you through a partnership of Critical Mass for Business with Renaissance Executive Forums business owners in select markets across North America. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, visit their website, Executive forums f-o-r-u-m-s dot com the show is brought to you by our advertisers brandman university commercial bank of california decision toolbox smart business magazine succession strategies and center club of costa mesa the goal of the show is to help you our listening audience of ceos running middle market firms to make better and more informed business decisions it's quite a pleasure for me today because today we have a special guest and a focus guest on the radio program. His name is Jim Canfield. He is the CEO of this international organization by the name of Renaissance Executive Forums, our business partner for the radio program. Jim, welcome to the program. I'm so glad to be here, Rick. It's good to have you here. Let's start by talking a little bit about you. Can you talk about your professional path to being the CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums? Sure, I'd be glad to. I guess um, entrepreneurship is in my blood. My dad ran his own company for many years, and I remember being around it from the time I was very young. I founded my first company in my 20s. My brother and I started a trucking company, and we eventually sold that to our largest customer. And then I was a partner in an investment banking company. We served credit unions, and we sold that to a large banking organization. So here I was in my late 30s trying to figure out what to do. And I always said I, I always made enough money not to have to do anything immediately, but never enough to never have to do anything again. Right. And I heard about the CEO peer group model, and I gave the, uh, the company that was in, uh, running those a call, and I was politely told that I wasn't what they were looking for. Really? And I was I was persistent, and um, they didn't come out and say it in these words, but they were really looking for older guys who just wanted to do a little something on the side. Hmm. And um, finally, I got that rousing endorsement of, we didn't find anybody else, so we'll guess we'll give you a shot. <laughs> and I was successful. I was the youngest person they'd ever hired to do this. And wow. that's been my stamp on the industry, is helping turn it from an avocation, something that people just like to do, right. to a real vocation that people have built whole careers around. That's excellent. And... And now you're here as the CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums. Um, when you did this work, you weren't on the West Coast. You are now on the West Coast. How did you get from the middle of America to the West Coast, Jim? Yeah, I born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, and had the opportunity to build and run groups there. And as I became more involved with the organization that I was a part of, um, I was eventually invited to join the executive team here in well, in Southern California in San Diego and was with that organization all total about 12 years before I joined Renaissance. And when you joined Renaissance, you were the president, right? I was, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think Renaissance really put together the last piece of the puzzle for me. It was, I watched people uh, build really great businesses, building peer groups and working with CEOs, but it was just an income stream. And at the end of their time, sometimes they did it for over a decade, and at the end, they got a pat on the back and, and they moved on. And... 
I always thought ownership was what was missing, and the mm-hmm. Renaissance model allowed people to actually own a piece of the market and build a real business that had potential equity value. Well, in the spirit of full disclosure here on Critical Mass, Coast to Coast Radio Show, I am one of those business owners. Yes, you are. I own uh, part of Orange County, California, and have for seven years. And it was when I looked at the industry and when I was doing my due diligence, that ownership element was the key decision point for me because I wanted to own a business and be a business owner. And I saw that best with the Renaissance model. And we really think that's an important piece of our model. Uh, People often ask us how we compare to other uh, competitors who do what we do, which is we loosely call this industry the CEO peer group industry or the CEO advisory board industry. And there is some difference between our model with our members, what we do on on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis or an annual basis with our members. But the real difference is in our relationship with our business partners like you, Rick. Right, because if you're working with business partners as a facilitator, it's great to be a peer as well because you yes. c- you're, you're walking your talk. You can empathize with those people who are running a business and managing cash flow and et cetera. Exactly. So let's talk specifically about Renaissance Executive Forms because Renaissance Executive Forms has been around since 1994 yes. and has a global footprint. So could you tell our audience a little bit about this wonderful organization? Yeah, as I mentioned, it's in this industry called CEO Peer group. And what that really means is we serve top executives, which is our catch-all term for CEOs, business owners, presidents, that person at the top of the pyramid inside a a business organization. In other markets, uh, Europe, for example, where we operate, that person might be called a managing director. And that's also true somewhat in uh, South America and Latin America. But for us, it's all the same. The titles may change, but the role is the same. It's the person who's responsible for the strategic direction of the organization and to guide it where it needs to go in the future. We do that by exposing our members to other CEOs who are doing exactly the same thing with unique characteristic. They're in diverse industries. So similarly sized companies, but no competitive conflicts, no vendor-supplier relationships. So our members are able to be in a 100% impartial forum to present the challenges that they may be facing in their businesses or some of the biggest opportunities that they may face and get truly unbiased, unvarnished feedback from a group of other executives. It's amazing to me uh, to see a new member in a CEO peer group realize how much they have in common with people in radically different industries. Yeah, or in some cases that they don't. And yet that difference is what sparks the innovation that they really need. Right. I mean, how many of us have been around a group of people in our own industry? And before you know it, we're regurgitating the same stories and anecdotes and solutions. And we just don't find innovation typically emanating from those types of sources. Right. But, but it's always interesting. I, I'm always fascinated, Rick, when an issue comes up, there's all, a lot of the usual answers come up first, and then somebody at the end of the table goes, hmm. you know, our business is a little different, but right. and you just know the conversation is getting ready to turn on a dime, right. sometimes with some laughter. Right. And then someone will say, well, that's kind of crazy, but you know, if we turned it in this way, it could be really interesting, and, and it might provide a really interesting solution for us. Right. How much is spent by large organizations and middle market firms as well to get breakthrough thinking into a company? 
and I think putting people around uh, in a peer group setting, it just happens naturally because people see the world differently and they frame it differently and they ask questions that aren't even thought of to be asked if you're just in your industry. It's almost like industries develop group think. Sure they do. Okay. Yep. And we're talking with Jim Canfield. He is CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast, which is a radio program beaming around the world through our partnership here at Critical Master Business with Renaissance Executive Forums. When I come back, I'm going to ask Jim if he will share a particular experience and the key lessons that he learned here on the radio program. We call it your guiding principle, Jim. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in three minutes with Jim Canfield. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And here's another thing we want to remind you that uh, Renaissance Executive Forums, that's the place where CEOs and business owners go to take their companies to the next level. There's over a 1,000 CEOs currently meeting with other CEOs, just like you, to make better decisions and improve their business. They're also learning from the experiences of others, just as we are here today. So if you want to learn more about the exciting world of CEO peer groups, just visit executiveforums.com. That's executiveforums.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge those loyal listeners who listen to our radio program as a podcast. Over the past 30 days, you've downloaded over 10,000 copies of our radio show. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be found from our website, criticalmassforbusiness.com, and all of our shows can be heard live here on radio station octalkradio.net. All right, let's get back to our conversation with Jim Canfield. He is CEO of Renaissance Executive Forms. Before the break, Jim, I said I'd like you to share with the audience your guiding principle. Could you do that now, please? Eric, one of the things that I've learned is that all of us together are smarter than any of us individually and that the power of collaboration and community can bring about significant and important change. For me personally, 
my credo really comes from an old Japanese proverb that says, fall down seven times, stand up eight times. Mm -hmm. I really believe that resilience is a key determinant for both success and happiness in life. I agree. We uh, Last week on the radio program, we had a business owner who has a company called the Resiliency Group, where she teaches that ability for companies to be resilient because every company faces setbacks and challenges, and it's how you respond to those challenges and setbacks and how your organization believes what the future is going to look like, right? As well as individuals. We all have health, wealth, happiness-type setbacks, relationship setbacks, and it's how we're able to recover from those that really eventually will be what we're remembered for. Right, because it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. Your thoughts are powerful. I I have a talk, your gray matter matters. Uh, And it really came from the power of CEO guiding principles that what's between your ears as a leader of an organization can have such an effect on your organization. You may not even realize it, but you're giving people cues as to your philosophy from your the way you say things, the way you approach problems, the way you handle uh, setbacks, and that really is a power and determinant, mm-hmm. powerful determinant for a company's future, I think. I think you're right. Okay. We're talking with Jim Canfield. As I said, he's the CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums. Jim, you've been in the CEO peer group field, as you said earlier, for quite some time, so congratulations on yeah, your... 20 years this year. 20 years. How about that? That's amazing. Uh, can you talk to our audience about why CEOs join organizations like Renaissance Executive Forums? Yeah, Rick. Um, look, people think that CEOs have it all figured out, and oftentimes they do until they don't. And over time, I've seen that there are five really key reasons that CEOs both end up joining a peer group, but probably more importantly, stay in a peer group. What's really interesting for people to find is not so only that to find out that CEOs join them, but when they find out that our average member stays with us almost five years, our, our average tenure right now for our members is 58 months, they're really surprised because um, one thing we think we know about CEOs is that they're instantly attracted to other ideas, other things, and, and they change their mind quite often. And some of those things are true, but we're lucky that they hang around. And the, the five things that we hear over and over and over, making better decisions, holding their organizations and themselves more accountable, Growth, and that's either personal, professional, or organizational growth. Reducing the isolation that they feel at the top. Mm-hmm. And probably the last one is, is the most common, change. And, and it's not the obvious change, that responding to external change. Uh, none of us had a choice about whether to participate in the economy over the last five years. It just showed up at our doorstop, and we all had to deal with it. Right. It's what I would call internal change. It's moving from where we are today to where we'd really like to see the organization and figuring out how to trace the steps in between. Right. And I think those leaders also realize for the organization to have lasting change, they first have to change themselves, right? It's it, not reasonable to expect the whole world to change around you while you remain the same. <laughs> Sometimes it, it takes a little while for them to get that. But, yes, there right. is, that is definitely a part of it. Well, you know, when... Um, our loyal listeners here at a Critical Mass Coast to Coast radio show uh, know my background. When I was promoted to president at Delphi, I went to my boss and I said, look, you got to pay for something for me because I've never been anything but a sales and marketing executive. And th- this is a manufacturing company with a whole lot of moving parts that I've only observed from you know being a peer. Um, I have my MBA. I don't need that. I don't know what I need, but I know I need something. And I went back in, and looked to find out what 
would help me. And I found this idea of CEO peer groups, and I joined one after I looked at a number of them because I wanted to get around people who I thought could teach me something. In a, but I never realized how powerful of an experience it could be for me. I kind of knew I needed something, mm-hmm. and I thought this might solve it. But it was until I was in the room the first time, and I realized, wow, this is a comfortable, safe place where I can ask questions that these people don't work for me. Right. They don't expect me to know the answers. And maybe I'll come back with a little better thought process on why I, why my gut's telling me I should do these things. And I'll build on that just by saying one of the things I notice quite often is an effect that I'll call modeling. That it's not necessarily that they're learning how to be CEO. It's they're watching the way other people are responding to the role of CEO inside their organizations They see the results they're getting, and they want to emulate that. And I watch them model the characteristics and the style that that person brings to the table. Right. And and, in my personal experience, many of the people in my group had much more experience running a manufacturing company than I did. And just to be able to seek their counsel, choose what of their experiences was Mm -hmm. most like mine, and then they either adapt or adopt what they told me to the best effect in mine, I came back with more confidence that we were moving in the right direction, which translated to more decisive decisions on my part, mm-hmm. which at the end of the day, whether you're the CEO or your your title is president, managing director, managing partner, we, you know, we like CEO because it sort of says top of the executive heap, but it's any position like that, business owner, your own confidence about the decision you make gets tested repeatedly by your organization. Every day. And if you have that no- noted confidence that others who you respect gave you sage advice, it sort of gets you through those times when most of us could blink. One of the lines we use often is, in a CEO peer group, you get a sharing of experience, not opinion. Because there are a lot of people who have an opinion about what you should do. There's only a handful of people who can say, let me tell you what I did when I was faced with that same situation. Right. And it's sort of your decision ecosystem, Mm -hmm. isn't it, Jim? How robust, ask yourself if you're listening to the show live or as a podcast from iTunes or Stitcher, how robust is my decision ecosystem? And by that, what we mean is how strong are the places that I go to get input and advice when I make my decisions, and how well-tested are they? Many times in middle market companies, we've sort of taxed and exhausted our decision ecosystem because we go back to the well so many times, and after a while, Uncle George has run out of all of his stories, and and you just aren't going to get any more from him or her. Well, my brother and I routinely went to our trusted advisors, and that was our attorney and our, and our accountant primarily, and asked a whole range of business advice. And all they could typically give us was from their perspective as an accountant or an attorney. And it's not the same as getting advice from another CEO, especially one who's actually walked the the road that you're now heading down. Right. And it it is... um it is a powerful idea exchange, but it also helps to sometimes illuminate things that you haven't had a chance to think about or maybe magnify because people can see, sometimes people can see things that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Just by when you tell the story, they start asking you questions that force you to reveal things that maybe you weren't ready to talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah, like what's your part in that? Yes, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, we're talking with Jim Canfield. He is CEO of Renaissance Executive Forms here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. It is a radio show that is a partnership between Renaissance Executive Forms and Critical Mass for Business. So it's very exciting to have the CEO of that wonderful organization here with us today. We're going to take our second commercial break here on the radio program. When we come back, I'm going to ask Jim if he can profile CEOs who join 
the organizations and the value that they get. We've been talking about it, and and I'd, I'd like you to certainly come back the next time and listen to this because if you're not in a peer group, maybe you want to consider listening and joining a peer group. If you're seeing value in listening to the episodes of Critical Mass Coast to Coast, then one would think that you might get value from the CEO peer group process as well. So stay tuned. Jim Canfield is our guest, and we'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. We delivered over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions last month. To learn more, contact our advertising department at 949-887-4104. Jim Canfield, CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums, is our guest here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast today. And Jim, before the break, we talked about what members get from the CEO peer group process. I wonder if you could share with what type of people members join CEO peer groups. 
Yeah, it's really interesting, Rick. Um, as I travel around the country visiting our groups, I notice that they come from all different industries. Uh, they have different levels of experience. Some are new to the CEO role, like you were in your promotion at Delphi, and others have been around a long time. They have many different ages. We have them from members in the 20s all the way up to the 70s. And yet they do have a, a share a couple of common characteristics. One, they always are similarly described wanting to take their company to the next level. And that's really interesting. In hundreds of interviews that I had with CEOs, whether the company was $2 million, $20 million, or $200 million, they still described it the same way. I know that there's this next level out there. I want to get there. So that's part of it. Individually, we find that they're lifelong learners. You know, you mentioned that maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you might be a candidate. Right. And it's really true. People who pick up the latest business books or reading the Wall Street Journal every day, they're interested in learning from what others are doing, uh, which brings me to the last characteristic. They, they know and value gaining knowledge, experience, and wisdom from the efforts and history of others. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's really interesting. One of the uh, courses that I was involved in as a facilitator and leader uh, over the years was called um, the Executive Leadership Program at Rhodes College. We read works of classic literature and then discussed them in a leadership role. And it was always interesting to me to find that a book that was written in the 16th century has application today. Those characteristics hold up under the test of time. Hmm. And people who are interested not only in reading those types of books, but also more modern business books, tend to be those who know the value of learning from someone else's experience. Right. And continuous learning and building an organization that is a learning organization yes. can be a real competitive advantage. Absolutely. And if you model that behavior of being a continuous learner, it really is infectious, I think, for the company, especially middle market companies. Absolutely. I mean, we say all the time, uh, or hear all the time, that people are our most important asset. Well, what can be better as an investment in your own people than helping them learn to be better at your organization? Exactly. All right. Jim Canfield is our guest here. He is CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums. Jim, it came to my attention that Renaissance Executive Forums is partnering with universities in the United States, like St. Louis University, to bring the power of peer learning to the campus. Can you explain this new and exciting venture for Renaissance Executive Forums? Yeah, it's really interesting. I think not only for us, but also for the university. Universities have been traditionally a really good source of both undergraduate and, and graduate programs. It's, it's a great source for people who are learning to uh, or seeking to improve their career, particularly in the early stages. I think universities generally have struggled with what we would call executive education for senior and higher-level executives, especially C-level executives. And part of the reason for that is that at that level, you're not really interested in necessarily hearing from a speaker or learning from a single person what to do next. But you're definitely interested in being in conversation with others who have learned something on their own that you can now incorporate into your leadership style. And that's why the peer learning seems to be very exciting for the university. I think the other part of it is that, by definition, being able to bring together a dozen or so executives of companies, CEOs, presidents, business owners reminds them how valuable the contribution to the community is from the from the university right and you know those people are probably going to be donors one day and right. especially those who are alumni of that particular business school and it's it's good for the university to have uh, an ongoing learning experience for them to rem to remind them of that value they received when they were there
Right. And as you're as you're talking that through, I'm thinking of a couple examples of executives that I know and business owners that I've met here in Orange County, California, who have recently finished an MBA program, mm-hmm. who were very much in the habit of co- of a cohort, of working together with other peers, of managing their and learning. And then all of a sudden they've graduated. Yes. And, and they kind of have a uh, now what do I do? Right? right. How do I continue? It would seem to make a lot of sense to me that they would be a very natural group that would maybe want to continue in more of a peer group kind of process sponsored by that university. And by definition, they had that common characteristic that we described earlier, they're lifelong learners, because they were involved in learning throughout their career and their life up to that point, why would they want to stop now? So so I know that this is a, a new strategic initiative for Renaissance Executive Forums with St. Louis University. What's the what are you looking what is the what is your organization looking for from other universities that may be interested in learning more about this program? Well I mean the biggest thing was if you have an active business school with a with a large population of alumni, particularly those who are who have remained local. Right. Uh, that would be a really nice fit for us and I think for the university as well, and that you'd like to have some of those people returning to your campus on a regular basis to be reminded of the value that you provide for your current students and for the community overall. That's another good fit for us. Okay, that's great. That's a, uh, congratulations on developing that relationship and looking to extend it nationally, if maybe not eventually internationally, yes. given your international footprint. Thank you. you know, I, I'm going to go off script here for a second, but I, I know that from being a part of your organization, that Renaissance Executive Forums has seen explosive growth in South America. Yes. And, and I just wonder, from your perspective, having traveled there and met with members, and, and, and could you share with our audience, I mean, first of all, why do you think the model mm-hmm. is so successful in South America? And secondly, did you notice a difference between the CEOs that are running country, uh, companies in South America versus North America? Well, as far as the growth, I think... Um Growth in both in the U.S. and then now later in the in South America has mirrored the growth of the economy in those areas. Uh, the South American and Latin American economies have just been explosively growing and, and still are to this day. And we we've been able to take advantage of that. We were early in that market and have been able to. Um, to really be available to the individuals, countries where the growth was most dramatic. And you have very strong partners. We have great partners in each of the countries we're in. We're, we're now in about 22 markets there Wow, um, in Latin America and South America and now in Europe as well. The other thing that we notice is um, there really weren't a lot of programs like this, and, the, and really? there wasn't as much um, executive learning available in the area. So this has been uh, been very popular for them. So it was sort of filling an unmet need. It was a very unmet need. And you have a first mover advantage, it we sounds did, like. yes. So congratulations Thank on you. both accounts. All right. Well, let's let's get back to North America. And maybe, uh, can you talk about your plans? I, I, I've opened the door there, but uh, you, you mentioned Europe. Can you talk about, as the CEO, since you have the responsibility for the future growth strategy of Renaissance mm-hmm. Executive Forums, what, what is your future growth strategy for Renaissance Executive Forums? We're really fortunate that we have multiple methods to be able to grow our business. First, we still have large markets that we have not entered, and so we have markets that are available to us. Los Angeles, Seattle, Miami are still markets that we'll be heading into uh, in the future. And we also have more opportunities around the globe. We're looking at Asia, uh, particularly Southeast Asia, and are are in conversations now about Malaysia uh, specifically, and additional countries in Europe. Additionally, we have the ability to grow in the markets we're already in. We have a program that allows independent consultants and coaches to join our model through our existing network of business partners like you and to help uh, grow the mar- our market footprint in those individual areas. You know, I'm going to take our final break here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. But, Jim, when we come back, because it, it dawned on me that 
not everyone that listens to this radio show, either live or as a podcast, already owns their own business mm-hmm. or is the CEO and president. Many times they're executives who are looking for the next phase of their career mm-hmm. or they're about to be promoted in the next phase of their career. So, so I'd like to uh, have you share with us from your experience the characteristics of the business partners that you see that are very successful in working it within the Renaissance executive corporate footprint. Sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll only be gone for about two minutes, maybe three at the most. And then we're back with Jim Canfield, CEO of Renaissance Executive Forums. There's something uniquely positive about the word up. When things are good, things are looking up. When you want to go fast, you speed up. And when you're really cheering, you stand up. So when you want to move up, what do you do? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else. And that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News & World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. And it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News & World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 10,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued support. All of our shows can be heard live here on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, our featured guest today is Jim Canfield. He is CEO of Renaissance Executive Forms. Uh, Jim, I wonder if you could talk to our audience a little bit from your experience about what's the makeup of the right kind of business partner who can take the Renaissance model into their market and really flourish with it? Yeah, Rick, we typically look for people who have good business and management experience. We want someone who's actually been there and done it themselves, but they don't necessarily have to have been a CEO. Um, In some cases, they get that experience working with other organizations as a consultant or a coach. 
we are also looking for people who have a willingness and potential for sales and networking and marketing activities who don't mind getting out and meeting people and ultimately asking them to be a member of their groups. And I think last and probably most important, we look for people who have a real passion for making a difference in the lives and businesses of others. It is kind of a calling in that way, isn't it? Yes, it, it? is. I, it I really think, is. Uh, having met all now of the Renaissance uh, franchisee partner, business partners, and international business partners, it, it is really people who kind of have a service-first mentality mm-hmm. and who enjoy... Or at least a giving back way, uh, okay. way of thinking about things, okay. you know, uh, where they say, you know, I've I've learned a lot over my career, and now I'd like to share that with others. You know, it's it's I, I see this in my peer group business, and I certainly see it here on the radio show. It is a I one of the unintended positive consequences of doing these two things is how much I personally have learned from listening to the speakers present at the peer group, from listening to the members help solve problems and opportunities, and then listen to the experience of the guests here. It's just. It's a fountain of knowledge that's out there in the middle market for CEOs if they just get around each other and candidly and honestly talk about opportunities. And from a business partner perspective, I know for me, when I was running groups myself, it was definitely one of those jobs where at the end of the day I would think, wow, I just am so fortunate that I get paid to do this. I mean, this is really, a, it, like you say, it's a calling and it's a chance to do well and uh, to do good for others and also to do well for yourself. Right. And if, if you're a voracious reader or you're, you're a lifelong yes. learner, uh, maybe not a membership in a group, but running the group may be the right yes. opportunity for you in your career. Uh, I, I know that you have been bringing some new ideas to uh, a successful renaissance model as you're growing and scaling the business. One of the areas that you touched on before was this opportunity for people who may not be ready to be the business owner, but would like to be in the delivery of the peer peer learning process. Yes. Can you talk a little bit more about the type of people that we've seen, that you've seen in the organization that really work well in that model as what was called a forum leader, right? Forum leader, correct. Okay. You know, we see consultants and coaches who have a business that is similar in that they want to help others and particularly build a business or in some cases help them with the issues that they that face in their own lives. And yet what we know about that particular business model is it definitely has peaks and valleys. And our peer group business, once a group is built, it has a very steady recurring revenue stream and we find that that fits very nicely with the coaches and consultants who then can layer projects on top of that. So people who've had the chance to be able to work with small business owners who really understand small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, we're talking about businesses from $5 million to $200 million, and, again, are willing to go out and, and put that group together and have that passion for making a difference can be a great fit, and they work with our existing business partners in the markets that we're in. Especially when you go back to your earlier point that the average tenure of a peer group member is right around five years. It is nice in what many times in a consulting business is a project-to-project mm-hmm. project, to know that you can sign a member up, and if you deliver a value, you can have that member consistently pay you for five years. Well, and you know, there's an, a side benefit. With that five years, you actually can see through a full cycle of change. So uh, different than a lot of consulting projects that I've been involved with where I delivered a solution and then sent the business on its way and hoped things worked out, we actually have enough time to see the whole process through, and it's amazing to watch the transformation inside of the company. Right. And you have the chance to have an accountability aspect to being yes. there for the whole time, where you maybe don't when you're a consultant. That's and correct. You're, and you're not there to make sure they deliver, because many times work gets in the way, right, of the best strategic tactic in the way of the strategy. If we have time for a quick story, I remember complimenting a member uh, who was in one of my groups about some of the work that he had undertaken 
prior to the next meeting and he caught me at the break and he said look don't tell anybody but i just did that a few days ago i was not about to walk back in here and tell these guys <laughs> exactly. i didn't do anything exactly how powerful is that who holds the ceo accountable for the things on our to-do list right that's right. sometimes it's only yourself and that can be a burden you know it's nice to know you have positive pressure from your peer group that you want to do it because you I know call they it expect the informal to. feedback okay. or the informal accountability. You know, final thought on the Renaissance Executive Forum's model as it relates to business partners. What type of support could a new franchisee expect from your organization, Jim? Well, we're doing a couple of things. And for someone who's thinking about this, what does it mean to be a part of an organization? It means you can get into business a little faster. We'll allow you to start with a, a pre-established and, and proven platform that you can join. Uh, we'll get you into business quicker. We'll teach you a lot of the tricks of the trade about how to find members, how to sign members. And then we'll provide back office support so that you're doing more of the member-facing, customer-facing, client-facing activities and less of that administrative stuff that most people don't really think is, is high value. On the other side, we'll provide ongoing support in the way of content and access to other information. And as you know, Rick, it's really nice to be a part of a community so you're not out there on your own yes you can learn from the efforts of others even those who are just a little bit ahead and sometimes a lot uh, many years ahead of you in the in the process right that that was another unintended benefit of joining renaissance was i didn't realize how powerful the other business partners could be to help Mm -hmm. me with my business because they've walked the walk and they they have experiences that i could learn from you know you mentioned and and this is one point that i'd like to share and then we're gonna uh we'll move on we'll talk about kind of how do people get in touch with you in renaissance executive form but before we go there Renaissance puts together every year a weekend retreat. The the term for it is we call it strategies for success. Yes. Can you explain the cons the, the thinking behind strategies for success? Yes, it's a chance for our members around the world in their own groups and their own markets to go through structured content. It's proprietary content that we create every year, working with some of the greatest thought leaders around the world and around the U.S. And we build that into a concentrated platform that allow them to focus one day on the personal side of their development and one day on the professional side of their development. And it gives them a real chance to look back over the course of the last 12 months, look forward into the next 12 months, and to think, what worked and what of those things do I want to keep doing more of? What things didn't go as well as I would have liked and how would I do those differently? And then setting up specific steps that they'll take into the upcoming year to really make a bigger impact in their business and in the world. And one of the other powerful benefits of the weekend retreat is the personal relationships that get deepened between the members. Yes, most of the spouses attend with the member CEOs, and we're told over and over, I was with a group in Miami, and a spouse actually came to the meeting that I was attending, which was really a CEO meeting, but she came along, and she came up to me at the break and said, listen, I just wanted to let you know that the attendance that we've had over the last four years of strategies has been the best thing we've ever done for our 25 years of marriage. Wow. One wow. of those things you didn't expect, right? <laughs> right. Our mission is that we want to help people both grow their business and improve their life. And it's a true dual mission statement where we, yes, we are working on business. And lo and behold, we also want to have people improve their lives, be able to have more flexibility, take more time. And that's what they've built these businesses to do, Rick. And and we don't want them to work another 50 hours. We want them to take another five weeks to be with their spouse traveling like they tell us they'll do one day when they sell it. Well, right. Why don't we figure out how to do it now? Right. And, and that time away, um, I think of it as when you're away and you have that time to decompress and really think about what's important and strategic, 
it's good to write that down and remind yourself about oh, yeah. that when you come back in the de- the hectic of the day to day. So the idea of the wallet reminder card. Yes. Is very powerful. Can you give our audience you know, every, a sense what that is? Every one of our members leaves that session with three goals that they want to attack on the personal side and, and on the professional side of their life, and some what we call the S three things they want to start doing, stop doing, or continue to do, uh, stay the course with, or the three S's, and it comes out in a little card that they can actually keep in their pocket. And it's amazing how often people do refer to those. So I had my weekend retreat in February. You were a part of a meeting yes. that we had today. And literally since that meeting, the February 9th and 10th, I think 8th or 9th, 9th and 10th, I've been at members who are used to that. They're asking me, where are my wallet reminder cards? Because they so much look forward to having them because you can correlate achieving those results to carrying that card and referring to it on a regular it's basis. It's true. I actually saw one of your members with his card out today. Yes. So it sounds like a simple thing, but it's powerful, yes, and, it and, and it's really and members look and realize the value. Okay, we're we've been talking with Jim Canfield, who is CEO of Renaissance Executive Forms. If someone at this point would say, I'd, "I want to learn more about this organization for a variety of different reasons," because there's so many different ways they might become involved with Renaissance, how do they find you online, Jim? Yeah, we're in over 30 markets in the U.S. and another 22 in Latin America, South America, and Europe, and all those are available to them on our website. The website is is executiveforums.com. That's forums, plural. And our phone number in San Diego, 858-551-6600. And my personal email, if you'd like to reach out for me, is Jim C. C. like Canfield, Jim C. at executiveforums.com. Well, you know, Jim, I, I just it just dawned on me that I probably wouldn't be doing the organization justice if I just didn't ask you, I know you've been in the industry for 20 years, but Renaissance started in 1994. Can we spend just a minute explaining the founders and what they're doing now? Yes. We have two founders uh, who came together early and um, were, were consultants. And uh, they found and saw a need for the CEO peer group business and for partners like yourself to be able to be a part of that. Um, they are both uh, part- they would say semi-retired. Okay. Um, and uh, have me running the company, and, but they still remain shareholders of the organization. Right, they're on your board of directors, yes, right? They're on the board and very active in that respect. Right, and now they're sort of getting the enjoy the benefits, as many of you business owners would like to be able to uh, do that as well. So we've right. done a, a successful succession strategy here within Renaissance Executive Forms. Well, I want to thank you for being a friend of our program. You're obviously a part of our community. It's been such a blast to have you on the radio show. Thank you, Jim. Kinkel. My absolute pleasure. Thank you, Rick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation today with Jim Canfield, CEO of Renaissance Executive Forms. I would like to thank all the business partners at Renaissance Executive Forums who bring us guests each and every week from across North America. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, visit their website, executiveforums.com. I'd like to thank our show sponsors, Brandman University, Commercial National Bank, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our social media manager is Asia Celestino. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or you'd like to refer a future guest or possibly advertise on our program, visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope that all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. 
with your host, Richard Franzi. 